0: Thank you for downloading the Aging Matters podcast. To find out more about how Transitions Life Care is providing care and comfort for life's changing needs, visit transitionslifecare.org.
1: This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. 60 minutes devoted to giving you all the information you need when caring for a loved one. With Nicole Clagan, here's the host of Aging Matters, Jason Kong. Welcome to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service
2: of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good Saturday evening to you. Jason Kong here. Along with the Empress, the lovely Nicole Cleggett, oh. representing Transitions Life Care and Transitions Guiding Lights. I gave you promotion.
0: I have been elevated.
2: You really have. I, I don't know it, well, that it gets any higher so, than Empress. Yeah,
0: because Japan just got a new emperor not too long ago, so now I'm I'm the Empress.
2: You, wow. You, you do all the heavy lifting, Nicole, <laughs> and uh, you're going to have to do all the heavy lifting for the next hour, too, because you're saddled with me. But, Nicole, uh, we've got a fun program lined up today, and we've got a return guest here in the studio. Studio. And that is Bishop Dr. Kenneth Curry. He is the Vice-Presiding Bishop with Cornerstone World Outreach Ministries and also with New Horizons Christian Ministries. Uh, Bishop Curry, thank you so much for coming back.
3: Just delighted each time that I have the opportunity to come and share with uh, you guys concerning our seniors, and especially my good friend, uh, Nicole. I watch her great work that she's doing with the uh Caregiver Summit and I think it is much needed in the community.
0: Well I appreciate that and I think the work that you're doing is fabulous especially with regard to shining a light on older adult seniors as they're more commonly called within faith-based communities and I think one of the biggest issues that we have is really that growing population of older adults and when people start to get older they're not really able to a lot of them are not able to make it out to church anymore and so what happens when they stop coming are they forgotten?
3: Well, you know, one of the uh, things that comes into play is uh, the scripture and the Gospels that talks about uh, really is catering to the uh, caregiver. It said, when saw we the naked and you know, uh, and, and poor and did not minister to you, and that is a calling for everyone that is in that category because we have to care for those that cannot care for themselves. And with our seniors, the uh, numbers are are just becoming staggering, and we're seeing more and more because of the uh, weight of the economy. Mom and dad can't care for grandma or or granddad, Mm -hmm. and so we're seeing that they're being forced Force into nursing homes.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we know that for sure the sort of the nuclear family is very different than it was even 20 or 30 years it ago. It is. So, you know, you have a lot more dual working uh, parents trying to raise children. So you have daycare in the loop for children. And then when mom and dad start to get sick, It just becomes an additional uh, sort of a negative word, but burden, and for time's sake at least, to try to look after an older adult, whereas years ago when older adults got very, very sick, it was much more commonplace for that person to move into the home and be cared Mm -hmm. for by people that were at home and able to do that.
3: Well, most people see it as almost like the reverse because the – seniors almost become like children Mm -hmm. and you have to use that same type of attention that you would give a child to uh, care for the seniors. But what I'm seeing as far as uh, the religious community is there is being more of a neglect of the responsibility that the church should be able to stand up to. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're seeing a lot of people that only uh, put the Uh, seniors Mm -hmm. on basically their sick and shut-in list and uh, many of them and I've seen it in the climax that I've gone through that many of them sit there for uh 365 days a year and have no visitors.
0: Well yeah that's that's definitely a big issue and you know unfortunately I read a a news article this week that made me quite frankly sad. Um, I know a lot of the communities have and cities and towns have a program where there is sort of a well check program where emergency responders, police officers, things of that nature will actually check in with an older adult who's living completely alone, a a shut-in, and just to make sure that they're okay. Well I I come to find out that in Wake County um, the sheriff has decided to stop that program. So that's gonna and and, you know there was hundreds of people on that list with a waiting list. It's just they felt like they didn't have the bandwidth to continue to do that anymore. So as this aging population grows as a society, we all need to come together together with our various different programs and services, faith-based community, community community-based organizations, um, you know, volunteer-type programs, and really figure out how are we going to wrap our arms around these older adults and and care for them? Because, again, they are the folks that built this country, and they deserve to have our our love and respect, and and they deserve to have good care.
3: Where the uh, faith-based community is concerned. Uh, Most of us, you know, they forget that Uh, most of our churches were built by the seniors that are now seniors that were all the dollars that went into it all the dollars that Mm -hmm. went into it and and afterwards you you just we can't just toss them away so you know what we're doing is uh as i said we're, we're just expanding out we're trying to get into the churches get in touch with pastors to do seminars and I'm very grateful for the resources I see that that your organization offers. And I would try to kind of piggyback to that and say maybe that, you know, we could get a venue mm-hmm. at at one of the church organizations to expand it so the church will see the need mm-hmm. and 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 identify some things that would help them Care for their own loved ones.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess we're going to have later on the show today. Rich Gualtney with Transitions Life Care. One of his big focuses is really working with the faith-based communities and bringing the messages into the church communities and making sure that folks understand, you know, what what caregiving support is, what end-of-life care is. Because, you know, getting into the faith-based community where there's already that level of trust. Mm -hmm. When 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 you all bring speakers in, folks automatically sort of trust that Mm -hmm. information and that knowledge. And so that's. Super important as well to get the knowledge base up for the communities.
3: I think one of the biggest problems that we have is a lot of people don't want to think about getting older Mm -hmm. and so they just kind of put it out of their mind. Right. And so then they're older Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so they have to look around and see okay, what are the resources? Now, as you say, a lot of people are, are cutting back on the resources. I mean, they have so many things facing them: the uh, rise in health care, mm-hmm. and you know, just uh, cost
0: of food alone. Yeah, cost of
3: food alone. <laughs> My grocery
0: bill shocks me on a weekly basis. <laughs>
3: and with the weather change, you know, we as younger people we can get out of the heat and all of that, mm-hmm. and when it's cold, you know, but they can't care for themselves right. like that. So. Whose responsibility is it?
0: And we are blessed. You know, there are a lot of great programs out there. I know Resources for Seniors has a weatherization program. Mm -hmm. That's the Department on Aging for Wake County, where they can go into a home and make sure that it's more energy efficient. There are programs where people can get free air conditioners and fans, but unfortunately... A lot of these organizations enough. that have these great programs mm-hmm. don't have the voice and the outlet and the money to put a billboard up to let people right. know that these things exist. So it's really our job as, as a community, which is part of the reason why this show exists, is to really get the word out there that folks can access these resources and get some support.
3: Well, hopefully, you know, as I've been... Uh more uh, activists for that type of thing. <laughs> and As I said, I'm, I'm very glad that uh, just last month I received the Global Humanitarian Award, and that comes from the National uh, uh, Global Service mm-hmm. Organization. And they provide that because, like I said, I, I take an interest in everything that affects our community, and what I can do from my end is... Uh, because I'm in touch with a lot of the pastors and leadership, and, mm-hmm. and I've gone to mayors and, mm-hmm. and city officials to, to bring awareness to many different uh, topics that affect us as a whole. Mm-hmm. So with that said, I, I can try to be able to uh, just reach out to more of our pastors and, and uh, more of them, and hopefully we can get them into uh, – well, whenever you send out your flyer for mm-hmm. the uh, summit – I spread it. I, awesome. I Social media is, is one of the biggest tools that we can get the word around to people.
0: So if folks listening want to become more active, how would they get involved with you?
3: Well, they uh, can reach out to me. Uh, I'm on Facebook. You can reach me at Bishop Dr. Kenneth Curry. Also, you can contact me, my number, 980-319-5427. And you can reach out to me. I will be uh, more than happy to uh, speak with your pastors to help you upgrade your seniors department uh, for your churches. And and we do seminars. So uh, you're welcome to reach out to me anytime.
0: Thank you so much.
2: Bishop Dr. Kenneth Curry, thank you so much for coming on this evening. You, and uh, we appreciate your time and all the service that you provide to the community. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more. Stick around. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF.
1: This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio six eighty WPTF. Joined by Nicole Cleggitt from Transitions Guiding Lights. Here's your host, Jason Kong.
2: You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care here on News Radio six eighty WPTF. Jason Kong here with Nicole Cleggitt, and Nicole, uh, we've been doing this program for years. Um, when did we start doing? You know, what is now aging matters?
0: Yes, I, th- I was thinking back to that. And I started with this program late 2014.
2: Yeah. So, and it's, it's interesting because I have some notes and some talking points from when we, I think, originally started this program. And that was 10,000 of us are turning 65 by the year 2020. That's six months away. I know. Um, I know. And there's these there's this demographic shift that's happening and you know, back in fourteen it seemed like a long way away. It did, and it like still they had seems plenty like, of time. But it's it's happening. It's and um, as this shift continues to happen, we're gonna need people to care for this aging population and uh, we don't really have the people right now <laughs> to uh, to meet our current demands, yeah. and it's it's kind of scary to think of what we're going to need in the future, and we've brought in someone who can help us discuss that. He is a return guest. It is Anzer Gache Chiladze. Did I get that right, Anzor? Very good. All right. I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> I, scored, I scored some points with Anzor. He is with Home Watch Caregivers of the Triangle. Welcome back on the program.
4: Thank you. Thank you for having me, guys.
0: So excited to have Anzor here, uh, one of my very favorite people in the world, my North Carolina dad, as I like to call him. <laughs> um, and so... One of the biggest issues that we have, and we've had it for quite a while, is really the labor shortage crisis. Uh, The the fact that there are very few people interested in doing the work of a nursing assistant. The people who are interested in actually providing that physical, hands-on care that older adults in our community are requiring now and are going to be requiring in very large numbers in the very near future.
4: Right, right. Uh, it is, and that is absolutely right. We, we are experiencing shortage. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily that there aren't enough people who are interested in providing um, that type of care. It is just uh, numbers of uh, people that require care are growing mm. tremendously. As we all know, we've all heard about silver tsunami mm-hmm. coming. Um, there are a lot of other uh, factors, um, you know, unemployment of being around 3% is great. It's wonderful. But it also means that everyone who wants to have a job pretty much has one. Mm -hmm. And it also means that when they have a job, they feel like they can move around very freely because they know that they're going to get a job somewhere else for extra 50 cents an hour or a a dollar an hour.
0: Or even, I mean, look at Target and Walmart increasing the minimum wage up to $15 an hour to do that type of a job.
4: Absolutely. That's
0: really not as probably hard as the type of work that your company right. would expect someone to do.
4: <clears throat> right. It's it's not it may not be as fulfilling as right. caring for someone and you know physically taxing. Exactly. And <laughs> yeah. phys, typically people who who are in in business of caring for someone are not in this business to get rich. That's for sure. Right. They are in this business because they want to help someone because it's it's their calling. It's you know it, this is what they do. This is what they've done all their lives. So and as you said, you're absolutely right. There are, you know, now we not only are we competing with other healthcare providers, uh, which is hospitals and nursing homes and assisted living facilities. We're also competing with retails, with uh, Targets and mm-hmm. and Costco's that hire people at you know fifteen, seventeen dollars an hour with full benefits with, and daycare. With, according with to Target, <laughs> they're yes. giving
0: them child daycare now too.
4: Also, the hospitality industry, yeah. right? All mm-hmm. the hotels, the uh, restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. So. IT IS GETTING, getting HARDER. Um, you know, I, don't pre, uh, I DON'T THINK this uh, WE CAN SUSTAIN THIS FOR A LONG TIME. Mm-hmm. I DON'T THINK um, HAVING uh, THIS TYPE OF UNEMPLOYMENT IS POSSIBLE FOR, for A LONG, LONG TIME. Um, AT SOME POINT, SOMETHING WILL HAPPEN, BUT I, I ALSO uh, KNOW THAT WE ALL, AND WHEN I SAY WE ALL, I MEAN HOME CARE PROVIDERS AND HEALTH CARE PROVIDERS, PEOPLE WHO ARE IN BUSINESS um, OF CARING FOR PEOPLE, We'll have to somehow figure out how to raise our rates. That's what we started uh, doing. We are trying to raise. It's it's hard to raise the rates. You know, we have two hundred caregivers. Right. We can't just announce, okay, we we're going to give all of you guys two or three or four dollar an hour raise. That's just not gonna not gonna happen. So it's it's a process and it's gonna go on for for you know for a few years. But we will get there, and uh, you know, I'm excited about it. I, I'm excited that. Um, uh, counties in North Carolina, such as, uh, I don't know about other other counties, but I know Orange County and I know Chatham County, uh, they both announced that they will not do business with uh, with organizations that don't pay uh, living wage. Mm-hmm. And the living wage was determined to be around $14 an hour in Orange County and, and Chatham County. So if you want to have a contract with one of those organizations, then you have to pay your caregivers um, at that rate, which I think is, is great. If uh, more organizations uh, take a lead and um, continue doing that, I think you know things will, will happen. I
0: think it's interesting, though, the trickle-down effect to me could be kind of scary, though. Once you're starting to have to pay caregivers more an hour, you're going to that- – it's not like that comes magically out of the sky. So Correct, that means yes. the individuals paying for that care have to Absolutely. pay a dollar or two more an hour. Retailers who are now suddenly chart paying everybody $15 an hour. are going to have to increase the cost of the food. Absolutely. So it's not that this money's coming from a, yeah. a money tree in the backyard. It's, it's coming it's, out it's, of your pocket it's, and my pocket. Exactly. Right? It's yes. going to. And yeah. so, you know, one of the things that I deal with on a regular basis at Transitions Guiding Lights is that when the family caregivers call looking for in-home care, and a lot of times they're hoping for 12 hours a day or 24 hours a day, and then when they hear what the ranges are, it's, oh, my gosh, huge yeah. sticker shock.
4: Yeah. yeah, it absolutely is. Uh, you know, at uh, between 20 to $25 an hour, this mm-hmm. is what, uh, That's what the going rate. average consumer yes uh, expects to pay for, for one hour of care. Uh, and when you multiply you know that by m- number of hours per day that they need care so some people need 24 hour care which you know, which is about $15,000 a month <laughs> not many people can afford this you know people who can that's great and that's wonderful and you know the, one of the things that i always tell my clients we've been saving the money We've been putting money into four hundred and one k plans and all sorts of retirement accounts. This is the time when you need to use this mm-hmm. money. You know, what else are you going to do with this? You right. know, you're not going to be, you know, buying new houses and new cars, and you're know, going to take it with you. Right. So, but it still hurts. Really. <laughs> it's, it absolutely hurts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It absolutely does. Yeah. Uh, but as you said, this, you know, raising the rates for for caregivers, for, for employees is great, and it's going to happen, but it's ultimately it's gonna come out of consumers' pockets because, because that's how it always happens.
0: Mm. So one of the big challenges we also have at our organization has to do with, we are a, a nursing assistant school, and so we can train people to become certified nursing assistants or nursing assistant ones as the state calls it now. We have a really hard time attracting people to that program
4: it really surprises
0: me. Well, they don't so it's it's you know, it's pretty reasonably priced. It's 600 or so dollars mm-hmm. for a class. You come out as a certified nursing assistant. You enter the healthcare profession and which could be you could be a nurse in you know, a year or two if you really wanted to. But we even have contracts with companies like yours mm-hmm. where you're willing to hire these folks and let them take the class.
4: Provide scholarships.
0: Yeah, and provide scholarships. But then people don't want to have to be tied to work for a particular organization for a mm-hmm. certain amount of time. And that is literally what we're told by people. So to me, it's quite interesting is, you know, you can actually take a free class, but people still don't want to be tied.
4: Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting phenomenon. I I. But, you know, I always thought that if you want to be a, you know, you want to be a caregiver and there is an opportunity here, it's, it's free. <laughs> it's a
0: no-brainer, it seems. <laughs> and,
4: and at the end of your class, uh, you are pretty much guaranteed a, a job. job. I mean, what can yeah.
0: <laughs> I know, it's a head shaker and I, and I just, I, I don't... But again,
4: I, it goes back to, back to what I was saying Could be earlier. the unemployment
0: rate and all. Well, exactly,
4: yes. You know, nursing assistant jobs are not as attractive anymore. Um, you know, yes, people, people can go and work for Amazon Fulfillment Center and make, um, you know, I don't know, $15, $17 an hour stuffing the packages.
0: So private duty in-home care, for those listening who may not know what this is, this is not the type of care that is provided by a home health entity, an organization that may come into your home immediately following a hospitalization, for example, to give you rehab and to you know give you a quick bath once a week, that sort of thing. This is more of a long-term care situation.
4: Correct, yes. This is a situation where, where our caregivers would help with uh, activities of daily living and uh, you know types of things like bathing and dressing and feeding and
0: and not covered by Medicare. Currently. I know there could Currently be. Currently <laughs> is not covered
4: by Medicare, but finally a government is realizing and waking up. And I think they, uh, you know, it's going to happen uh, you know, more and more. they they, they finally realizing that they have to uh, help out somehow?
0: So more, I think we should hit on more of the future of that home care agency when we get back.
2: Yeah, let's uh, take a break right here. We're having a discussion with Anzor Gatchilatse. He's with Home Watch Caregivers of the Triangle, and we're going to continue our conversation on in-home health and what could be in store in the future. Stick around. You're listening to Aging Matters: Care and Comfort That Surrounds You, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF.
1: This is Aging Matters, Care and Comfort that Surrounds You on News Radio 680 WPTF. Joined by Nicole Claygate from Transitions Guiding Lights, here's your host, Jason Kong. News Radio
2: 680 WPTF, this is Aging Matters, Care and Comfort that Surrounds You, a service of Transitions Life Care. You can find more about them online at transitionslifecare.com. Org. Jason Kong here with Nicole Cleggett. Our guest in the studio right now is Anzor Gachechiladze, Chilatse, and he is with Home Watch Caregivers of the Triangle. And we're talking about in home health care. And Nicole, just before the break, we mentioned the big M word, Medicare, and uh, <laughs> what may be in store for in home health uh, somewhere down the road. You know, I know this has kind of been a a, a long battle to get this covered, but um, we're we're gonna pick Anzor's brain here and put him to the test and get his crystal ball out.
0: Yeah, I want to know what's inside that crystal ball. What are you hearing when well, you're here to the ground? Well, yeah, <laughs>
4: I wish I had one, but yeah, what I'm hearing is that, uh, as I said earlier, government is finally realizing that they have to help out somehow because the uh, amount of people turning sixty five and older is growing and tremendously. And it's, quite frankly, it's going to be a disaster if, uh, because these people, what what we are finding is that people who are turning 65 and 70 now, and will be turning, you know, 5, 10, 15 years from now, we're not as good as saving.
0: Oh, no. Or taking care of themselves. Yes,
4: (laughs) as our parents and grandparents were. So you know yes there is a huge tsunami coming and we, when i say that I, i'm in home care business everybody says oh my god that's such a great business to be and there are mm. all this you know great tsunami you know big silver tsunami coming and i say well yes it is coming but no that money. tsunami has no money <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> no money so so medicare um, some of the medicare supplement plans started to Uh, And they're going to be announcing, I think, uh, in a couple of months here, um, I think sometime maybe in August, September, we will know better what plans, which plans, um, Humana, United, um, you know, all those big players in Medicare space, they will be announcing that some of the uh, supplemental plans will be uh, covering maybe a few hours here and there it's not going it's to be not like yeah, 24/7 exactly it's not going to be 24/7 but whatever it is it's still going to be a, a huge help
0: well and, and and I think the other thing that they're realizing and I've talked to the Medicare Center for innovation actually the head of the Medicare Center for innovation and I think what they they're realizing is that giving people a little bit of help, can avert the gigantic medical crisis that will eventually implode Medicare, right? Mm -hmm. So if we can get some custodial care in there to help keep that person independent longer when maybe all they need is some medication reminders or assistance with a shower so they don't fall and break a hip or things of that nature, that keeps them out of the hospital more, that keeps them out of rehab more, longer at least. And then because we do know the last few months of life are the most expensive for for older adults. And so it would make sense from a financial standpoint for them to sh- sort of shore up people a little bit earlier on so that they don't have these absolutely. big costly expense just absolutely. just looking at dollars and cents i mean without even looking at the human side of it all
4: right absolutely yeah uh, you know a little bit of help at the at the very beginning before this crisis happens mm-hmm. before somebody falls down and breaks their hip or breaks you know something worse happens when it that, then it costs you know hundreds of thousands in hospitalization yes that's exactly what what people need or a lot of people uh Will benefit from it. Just few hours a day of somebody's help coming and helping them through the you know activities of daily living, so they don't have to go into the shower without any kind of supervision. Showers are notorious. Bathroom is mm-hmm. notorious for people falling down, breaking, uh, breaking bones. So if we can you know avert that, that's uh, that's a. G- that's a huge saving.
0: I think people are also under general consumers are under the misconception that well we'll just transfer all of mom or dad's assets to us and then Medicaid will take care of them.
4: Well, Medicaid, <laughs> Medicaid will not take <laughs> yeah, well Medicaid a will, little bit of care. Yeah, they will provide maybe two hours uh, two hours of care per. Uh, per day, about sixty or eighty hours per month. That's mm-hmm. pretty much. That's the typical numbers that we've seen. We are a Medicare uh, Medicaid provider. We we signed up. We are one of their providers, but we stopped taking Medicaid clients because of the reimbursement. Right. They reimburse fi- a little over fifteen dollars an hour. Now, we're talking about paying caregivers $15 an hour. When you get reimbursed $15 an hour and you're paying your caregivers 14 or $15 an hour. And that an doesn't hour, include the
0: overhead. Yeah, that, <laughs> is, that doesn't include anything. Yeah, so, yeah. you know,
4: I'm not a rocket scientist. <laughs> oh, yes, well, you are. I am, yeah, <laughs> but but I, I know that, that you, you can't do business this way. So yeah. that's why they drove, Medicaid drove uh, providers like myself out of business. And we stopped taking Medicaid clients. And now there are only a few Medicaid agencies And quite frankly, quality of care provided by uh, those agencies is not the best.
0: Because, again, what can they put into their staff when they're getting reimbursed? I don't necessarily think it's what the owners want to do. It's what they have to deal with, right? That's That's the money that they're getting in. And so how do you put out something exceptional?
4: The only only way they can survive is by having two, three hundred uh, Medicaid clients so basically economies of scale. They're becoming Walmarts of uh, of home care and and paying people eight dollars an hour. Still I you know, I interview people sometimes. They come to me from Medicaid agencies and they said I get paid eight twenty five an hour.
0: Mm. Well and speaking of of the quality of care, the other side of what's going on is that the consumer is, is demanding a higher quality caregiver. And when I mean that, I don't mean what's in their heart and soul. I'm talking skills, correct?
4: Absolutely. Yes. You know, we are progressing technology, technology is progressing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So people, I have more and more clients that say, I want your caregiver to uh, get on mom's laptop and send me a report at the end of the shift and tell me how things went. I want the caregiver to chart and document what time uh, she gave mom medication. Uh, and and sometimes, and we struggle with this because uh, you know, typically our caregivers, uh, not many of our caregivers even familiar with, uh, with computers mm-hmm. and know how to operate them so we do struggle with this this is but it is you know i always tell tell my my employees this is where we are going you know we can fight this we can just you know say no we're not going to do it and go out of business and people vote yes. with their feet but but yes people people want the, you know want what they want because everybody is so used to getting this information you know, instantly, in, in, instantly. Yes. yeah facebooks and everything so so uh, my client's daughter who lives in california wants to see you know, five minutes after her mom took a medicine, she wants to see that that was done. Mm-hmm. She wants to log on to some kind of a portal somewhere and see that everything is fine there. and And, you know, caregiver just, you know, documented that she just gave medication or she just, you know, fed mom. So that's where we are going, and yeah. that's uh, that's another uh, another struggle. What helps is <laughs> younger younger caregivers yes, that we sure. have. Yeah, for sure, they so, can teach us
0: how to use our phones. It, it makes do. me think a little bit about you know, there's often a lot of jokes and and concern about helicopter parents who are mm-hmm. who are always like on top of their kids and making sure their kids don't fall or get a bump or. And so I'm wondering if it's these helicopter parents who are now watching after their adult parents that are kind of really on top of that's, it the way they were raising their children.
4: Some of some of them, yes. Some of the family dynamics in. in in general, as you know, is the, there's no the such funnest. thing as a functional family. <clears throat> yes, it's, yours it's is a- probably
0: the closest I've seen. <laughs> <laughs>
4: It's the funnest <laughs> part of, of our job, dealing yeah. with family family dynamics. But that's just the part of it. So.
0: so I know another thing that really stung home care companies in this state a few years back was this whole overtime exemption yeah, that absolutely. got removed. Talk to us a little bit about that and what that meant and how you all have recovered from that, or maybe not.
4: Yeah, yeah. from 1960s, um, Congress has made a decision that uh, some of our the uh, caregiver, caregiver industry will be exempt from overtime because of the type of work we do, because people sometimes have a lot of downtime, so they said, well, you don't have to pay overtime, even if the you know, caregiver works more than 40 hours. Up until about three, four years ago, this was, that was a case, uh, and then all that has changed, and we, um, we have to pay overtime now, uh, just like everybody else, which was, it's, it's difficult because when you have, uh, you know, we had close to 80 or, or 100 caregivers that worked consistently work overtime. Uh, and I'm not talking about three or four hours of overtime. I'm talking about 15, 20 hours, 30 mm-hmm. hours of overtime. Uh, and then all of a sudden it became very, very expensive to to do that so but we are coping you know we, we had to cut over time that actually um, you know created more of the shortage. More, exactly more of the shortage
0: yeah and, and one of my big concerns and, and then we'll transition into a little bit more about your company had to do with you know some of these folks who had that 24/7 care who really had maybe just two caregivers a day, mm-hmm. especially with dementia patients who really need that routine and those familiar faces how to them move to three or four caregivers a day right. to kind of help right. obey that um, overtime problem, be- because otherwise you'd have to pass on time and a half costs to the families, basically, to the families, yes. and so nobody wants to pay that. Well,
4: actually, some people do. Some yeah. people do because we don't actually, you know, if we charge twenty three dollars an hour, we don't charge them time and a half mm-hmm. on twenty three. Right, 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 right. So we, the we yeah, yeah, so it just increases their costs maybe by a couple of dollars mm-hmm. an hour, and a lot of times people are fine with that.
0: Just to have less caregivers. Just to have the less
4: caregivers yes. so
0: talk to us a little bit about home watch caregivers and how folks can reach out to you
4: well we just celebrated our 15, 15 year anniversary we've been uh, in business for this is our 16th year mm-hmm. so um you know i'm i'm very happy that you were part of a uh, few years with us here yes and thank you for all, all all the hard work that you put into our growth so um we've been doing this for about 15 years as I said my whole family is in this business my my wife and I started this business uh two of my daughters Stephanie and Leslie are in in uh, in business with us um my sister-in-law Krista has been um, our nurse for 15 years um we just hired my son-in-law he is going to be doing uh, what you were doing for, <laughs> with us so um so yeah we are growing we doing we doing great we we are enjoying we do have some you know challenges here sure. and there you know it's never a dull moment in home care <laughs> agency that's for sure
0: and healthcare as a rule so if folks yes. want to get in touch with you how would they go about doing that
4: uh the main number 919-960-6038 um, we have two offices, one in Chapel Hill, one in Cary, which allows us to care for um, the entire Research Triangle population. And, of course, uh, HomeWatchCaregivers.com.
2: HomeWatchCaregivers.com. And, again, that phone number, 919-960-6038. Anzer, Latze, thank you so much for coming Absolutely. in this evening. Absolutely.
4: Thank you, guys, for having me.
2: Absolutely. A- a quick break and back with more stick around you're listening to aging matters care and comfort that surrounds you a service of transitions life care on news radio 680 wptf
1: this is aging matters care and comfort that surrounds you on news radio 680 wptf with your co-host nicole cliggett here's the host of aging matters jason kong
2: Welcome back to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Nicole Cleggett. And, Nicole, we've got an all-star team at Transitions Life Care, and uh, I can't think of uh, a better representative of that all-star team than Rich Gwaltney. He's the community engagement representative. He's been on with us in the past. Rich, thank you so much for coming back on the program. Thank you for having me.
0: I'm really excited to talk to you today, Rich, especially because um, you are very well known for this uh, talk that we're going to talk about today, which is encouraging the heart of a caregiver. And you know, obviously, caregivers are super uh, special to my heart. So let's just really jump right in and talk to us about kind of the history of this talk and, and what are the points that you're trying to get out to families that may be listening today that are really struggling with their journey.
5: Great. Well, really, this it's interesting, this conversation about... Uh, encouraging the heart of a caregiver and helping to really define some strategies. I say uh, ancient, timeless, and tested strategies uh, (laughs) to help uh, anyone, but especially caregivers to find rest and courage and comfort in their caregiving journey. Uh, Interestingly enough, uh, doing this uh, in this position uh, as community engagement, uh, I've been speaking with caregivers over the years, and it's really uh, blessed me to see that as an audience, The receptivity and the tenderness of their story and heart to be able to get invited into that, have an opportunity to speak some encouraging words into that, uh, has been really uh, the most uh, amazing audience to be in front of. But I found myself about a year and a half ago, January, thrust into what I say is a short-term caregiving Mm -hmm. journey after my wife went through an automobile accident. And in the middle of that, and with the background of working with caregivers, uh, this conversation started to happen in the community uh, as I was trying to find some comfort and strength and rest and people as well as resources to come alongside me, that I realized I needed well, prematurely. I didn't think I would need them <laughs> until much later. Uh, so this uh, this this conversation was really born out of that need.
0: So we really need to when we're when we're work when we're a family caregiver, and really that is a whole other job unto itself, huh? very emotionally connected job. But very first thing we need to do is to try to find rest.
5: Absolutely. And, you know, in this, you know, I think it's important to define what do we mean by rest. Uh because, you know, and there's a there's actually a quote that's always been uh, big in my heart. to helped define this. And uh, and it says that we are and I say this for caregivers to stand at the crossroads of your caregiving journey and look, uh, ask where the good way is as you walk through this. And you'll find rest for your souls. Mm -hmm. And usually I ask the question kind of rhetorically, but uh, for people to ponder, if you're in a caregiving journey right now, are you finding rest Mm -hmm. for your soul? And if you're not finding rest for your soul, the question now we have to ask is, are we walking in a good way? And I don't mean that ethically or morally, (laughs) I just mean- Is there
1: Exactly.
5: (laughs) Is there a smarter way rather than a harder way? Is there a place in that to find rest? Uh, A little of my background story, you know, I spent about five years overseas in Malaysia at an international community doing spiritual care and member care uh, for staff, students, families who are doing life together overseas. And uh, I came across this book uh, called The Rest of God by Mark Buchanan, and he defines rest or Sabbath traditionally as this, ceasing from what is necessary and embracing what gives life. And I think it's for a caregiver, for us as a strategy, uh, there's really two strategies we want to talk about today. One is how do we find rest from your labor? And then secondly, how do you find rest in your labor Mm -hmm. to work smarter rather than harder? So essentially, um, you know, for us as a strategy, uh, if you know you're having trouble finding rest, the first question is, where do you go to get recharged and renewed? Where are those green pastures and still Mm -hmm. waters um, who were the people, the activities. Day uh, trip
0: to the ocean or, you know.
5: (laughs) Exactly.
0: I've even heard people just taking a five-minute time out in their closets if they have to in the darkness.
5: You and I have heard the exact same (laughs) stories and really it's just fiercely guarding those moments. But you know as well as I do, you could go on a seven-day vacation to the beach with your laptop and phone.
0: That's a whole different thing. And
5: you don't get anything from a rest standpoint taken care of. But when you I I know myself included that um, I've tried to discipline myself that I can get more out of five minutes sometimes than I can a whole week's vacation. If I will take this strategy of as you go into that time of rest, imagine you've you've captured the thing that you do, the place you go to, uh, you know, to embrace what gives life. Well, as you go into that, take a sheet of paper and just write down all the necessary things that are on your mind that only you can do.
0: Mm -hmm. Put it in a parking lot.
5: Absolutely. And then go right back to embracing what gives life. Well, as those things inevitably come right back up again, pull the pad back out, write them down and then return to embracing what gives life. And if we'll guard those, those can be found, like you said, five minutes locked in the bathroom. It could be uh, 20 minutes reading, singing, uh, walking, just being with that person that really is life-giving.
0: Well, and I will say part of this is, um, and I've been a family caregiver twice, is developing that good, quote, I'll call it hygiene from the beginning before you even realize you need rest. Because if you don't build it in early on, It's going to seem a lot more difficult to build it in when it starts getting really rough. Because in the beginning, you're full of energy. I've got this. But there's going to be a point when you hit a wall and you don't have it anymore. And if you haven't built in those moments of rest, Mm -hmm. it's going to be really hard to reclaim some of that time back.
5: Absolutely. There's one thing I like to encourage people with, and that is uh, you need to rest from your labor because you are going to return and work from the place of that rest. So whether it's creating those margins for those five, 15 minutes, uh, 30 minutes at lunch, or in those times where you are able to capture a day or two away or a a lengthier time to fully enter into that rest so that you can come back. And uh, I had a gentleman after I made this statement not too long ago came up and he just said one statement to me. He said, you can't pour water out of an empty cup. That's true. And that's really what this is about, is how do I go back to get restored, renewed, and mm-hmm. filled back up so I can, again, go back and be uh, a caregiver. And, uh, but if I don't take care of myself, I can't give away what I don't have.
0: So Sabbath. What is this? Well, Sabbath. I know what Sabbath is, but what is Sabbath in this
5: respect? <laughs> well, in this respect, is that definition uh, from that book, The Rest of God. We know Sabbath traditionally uh, in multiple faith traditions to be a day that's set aside for ceasing from what's necessary. Uh, he stretches this definition to another place that just says uh, in a daily, weekly, uh, you know, moment-by-moment opportunity to seize those moments, to, to really, truly stop from those necessary things, whether it's work or your caregiving role— or all the things that are on your mind and you're blowing up your phone even right now as we're speaking. Uh, you know, how do we cease from those things? Uh, but there's finding rest from your labors, and we know you could think vacation, mm-hmm. day off or a moment. Um, but you know, there's also those strategies for how do we find rest in our labor? So what does that look like? Uh, how do we work smarter rather than harder mm-hmm. in that caregiving journey? And I liken it to what I say is a tale of two different types of yolks, y o k e s, not egg yolks. <laughs> uh, and you can You'll be admit, hungry there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you think about a, a yolk uh, in an agricultural, uh, you know, sense. Uh, I know, growing up, my my father grew up on a farm, and I always was used to going to my grandmother's house, and I'd see this this uh, two oxen or two cattle yoke, uh, you know, over a fireplace, and that's when we think about a yoke. But, you know, there's a quote that stuck in my heart years ago that helps me think about how to work smarter in this in this journey. And that is uh, the quote really says to take my yoke upon you for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And a good friend of mine who's actually a best-selling author, he added to that once when I was very stressed. And he said, <laughs> if his yoke is easy and mm-hmm. his burden is light, if yours is not, there's a chance you've picked up something that doesn't belong to you. Yeah and there's something about going through in yeah, a, a caregiving journey and about you know the burdens and the stress that's on our shoulders that makes us check (laughs) what's in that in those bags that we're carrying Mm -hmm. and I think it's so important for us to to stop and to check those uh, periodically
0: well you know um, it it is interesting you know in the previous um, guest was talking about how people want instant gratification instant answers right away and I think when people are in the throes of a caregiving crisis you know you've got every family member and every church member and everybody under the sign texting you wanting an update and so again it's you know sometimes just the way our society is put some pressures that you can just you can just put your phone away for 10 minutes and just be there in the moment with that person too it's hard to do because we're all so used to being so responsive myself included i'm probably the first victim of this but um it's imperative or it'll completely suck the life right out of you
5: absolutely everybody's phone has the same app on it and it's called the on off switch (laughs) if you will power it down and just create and let everyone else who needs to know that for that 30 minutes that five minutes or if it's a longer time, that here are the people in charge, here are mm-hmm. the things, and right. here, send me a 911 if I need it. But, but you know, that yoke we talked about is really not a 2 oxen yoke, it's mm-hmm. a one-man yoke, a one-person yoke. And what that does is that distributes the weight of the load across our shoulders so we can bear up under it. And that's really the picture to get is that if that is too heavy then we need to check what's in those bags.
0: Definitely.
2: That's a great analogy. Rich Gwaltney, Community Engagement Representative with Transitions Live Care. Thanks, as always, for coming on the program tonight. Thank you. We are out of time for today, The Fascinating conversation. If you missed any part of the show today, you can head online to WPTF.com. Head over to the Aging Matters section. There you can find this episode as well as all of our past episodes. Uh, It's a fascinating archive. If you're looking for a resource for any anything related to caregiving. On behalf of Nicole Cleggett, I am Jason Kong, thanking you for listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of transitions life care on News Radio 680 WPTF. Have a wonderful night.
1: You've been listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. For more information, log on transitionslifecare.org.